Hi everyone and welcome to the Tom Mitch Podcast. My name's Tom, introducing my co-host Mitchell. Here you go, Mitchell, here are the headphones. Thank you, thank you for giving me the headphones. And we're back in business, baby. Yeah, we're in a room with windows and we have friends. Well, we're each other's friends. We're each other's friends. We'll always be each other's friends. Always. Until the end. That's a big if. Until the end. Yeah, episode 13 is the end. Yes. (laughs) That's it's an unlucky number. I don't want to fight it. That'd be next week, wouldn't Just it? Give up. Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. I have no idea. Unlucky 13. I oh. lost count. Can we talk about horror movies next week? Sure thing. Well, yeah. Is anything coming out next? No. Yeah, no. sure thing. Friday the 13th, the video game. Sure thing. Cool. Dude. How have you been? I've been good. Um, went and saw War of the Planet of the Apes. We'll talk about that later. Oh, was it good? I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? <laughs> Damn it, we're going to have to... Stop the podcast. No, go watch it. <laughs> no, I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, no, I went and saw War of the Planet of the Apes. So it was really, really good. Uh, I will say, actually, because I've got a really bad memory. Yeah, you do. I was hurt that you'd already gone and seen it with Jacob. And Tori was like, he said he was going to go see it with Jacob. You, I, knew that, you knew that was happening. I'm like, no, I invited you. I didn't. I in- broke okay. my heart. Okay, so what happened was, uh, like, Sunday or earlier than that, it was actually, it was like last Friday when we saw Dunkirk. I said to you, we'll go see War of the Planet of the Apes on Thursday when it comes out and Jacob can come and we'll all, the three of us will go see it and we'll go talk mm-hmm. about it afterwards. Then Tuesday, I was just confirming it with you and you go, no, I have work. Yeah, I did. I work came out of nowhere. It was a shift yeah. that I didn't know I had. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not waiting. <laughs> I forget and- all these conversations. All I know is I was betrayed. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel bad because you did the same no, fucking thing about Spider-Man to me, but you were worse hey, about it. I actually it. went and saw it with you though. And I brought Maccas. Yeah. You had some. I had a chip. You had a nugget. Oh, I did. I had yeah, a nugget. nugget. <laughs> a single nugget. Oh, Thank you for that single nugget, nugget and your double you, quarter Yeah, pounder. I was going to say, you had a nugget and then had a go at me for bringing hot food. You benefited from my hot food. One nugget and God, the popcorn. Nice. I had I had the popcorn. Yeah. Um, actually, I do have something interesting. I spoke oh. to... I played the Dunkirk spoiler cast ending of the podcast for Tom. Mm. Have you listened to it yet? No. <laughs> Is it bad? It's funny. It's oh, funny. No. I play it for him. He, he sounded like an idiot. And uh, I, he was, his mate was there at the time. And we were all laughing at Tom. Everyone's laughing. He was there talking about Wonder Woman. We are talking about Dunkirk. And he's probably so upset because he's like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this he was happening. He hasn't listened to the Wonder Woman podcast. He doesn't listen to any of them. That's fair. Yeah. We well, have other fans elsewhere. Maybe. No, we do. Uh, uploaded the last podcast and the spoiler cast for Dunkirk. Roaring success. Mm. Straight out the gate. Actually? Yeah. Oh. It, was, it was weird. I think this new release schedule is really good. What, whenever we feel whenever like Whenever we feel like it, because <laughs> people aren't getting through the podcast quick enough anyway. Well, neither so. are we. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Anyway, what's been going on with you? Uh, That's we, my week. Yeah. Making fun of people that come on the show. Yeah. Uh, nice. How nice of you. I went to Sydney. You went to Sydney? Yeah, um, what were you doing in Sydney? Touring you? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, I went to see a band yeah, called Sigur Rós. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've been talking about them for a little while. The Icelandic one. Yeah. They're my favorite band. They're mm. great. Your favorite really... band? Yeah. Were they in Game of Thrones? Yeah, they were. Mm. Season four at Joffrey's mm. Wedding. They, they do the Celtic great. music. Yeah. Or something like that. No, it's like, it's Icelandic. Icelandic. Yeah. It's similar, isn't it? It's, it's very unique to what yeah, it is. Yeah. Unique. Um, yeah, so that, that, that was, it was an amazing experience. Like their, their shows aren't really concerts cause you don't, you can't sing along with their stuff. You mm. can't mosh to their stuff. It's, it's all an experience. Mm. Like it's, it's really hard to describe. That's actually the sort of thing that's holding me back from going to a few of the concerts I want to go to. Like 
I know mosh probably isn't the right word for, say, someone like Ed Sheeran, but just going along and experiencing some of, you know, the songs that really hit you where you live. That's yeah. why I love Ed Sheeran music, because some of it just really hits you where you live. Yeah, I, I saw him in 2013, and it was it was, it was was good. But the problem with those concerts is there's so many screaming girls. It's like, can't hear anything. Apparently, he's better to a smaller audience. He is, yeah. So, I saw him I yeah. saw him at... Um, so in 2013, when I saw him, it was it was before Multiply came out, mm. and so it was just he was just doing Plus stuff, and it was the City Entertainment Center, so it was a smaller mm. venue than what than the other stuff, mm. and he like it was amazing. Mm. But then I had friends who went to the Multiply tour, mm. and they they thought it was great as well, but it was just so noisy because yeah. it was like it was an arena sized venue and everyone's screaming. And Tori went and saw it back before Jiren was even big. And there was like 200 people there. And she said that was the best time she'd ever seen him because yeah. it was just Ed in the crowd. And apparently he works really well with a small audience because he's a shy guy. Like I mean, he, he, works, he works well with his earlier stuff full stop. I mean, yeah. His latest oh, stuff's been... I'm such a sucker for Castle on the Hill. I love that song. It, see, the thing is, it's, it's Green Day did a song similar to that. Um, like... Name the song and I'll probably I'll I'll go listen to it and it, love it. It's called Still Breathing. It's like yeah. it, it's a similar it's a similar style of song and they got shit on because everyone's like, oh, this is just a, a you know a normal pop ballad or whatever. And then Ed Sheeran does it. And everyone's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing. And I'm like, what? These are just these are both like the same mm. sort of shit. I don't know what why everyone's you know. Speaking of Green Day, did you have you seen the video of the Green Day superstar going off at the? timer trying to tell him to get off stage yeah that was like that, that was, was like years ago five years ago or something. yeah, yeah. fuck that was funny a video that's a funny yeah. video well i actually saw green day live yeah. like two months ago my cousin followed green day all throughout europe and actually during one of their concerts got pulled up on stage and she's going crazy and i'm like hey so where are you from and she's like from australia <laughs> and yeah of course you're a fucking aussie yeah <laughs> just curses her out yeah <laughs> but then she sings yeah, yeah. Well, they they had they had um. Did you hear that? Did you hear my phone go? I did. Off? I did. Yeah. I'll throw it away. <laughs> I'm getting a new phone later this year. No, high five me. High five me. Yeah. So what they do in a lot of their concerts is they grab people up on stage to sing and such. But mm. when when I went to their show a few months ago, they've got someone up on stage to play guitar, and then they gave them the guitar. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. Guitar smash. No, they didn't As smash. If you would. No. Uh. Um, okay, so what are we jumping into today? Today we're talking about... Uh, some trailers that came out. Some trailers, and then we're going to be talking about Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War of the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes. Rise, Dawn, War. Uh, for this podcast, we're not doing any spoilers, so when we get well, to that, there'll we'll, be no spoilers. Well, spoilers for Rise and Dawn. Spo- spoilers for Rise and Dawn, but, but no not spoilers. for War. No, we'll do War just first. came out, that'd be cruel. It came out last night, didn't it? Yeah, like, yes. Well, like, it's been out for like a week in America. came out Thursday, yeah. 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 So we're not going to spoil that, but we are going to spoil Rise and Dawn. But first, let's jump into some of the big trailers that came out this week. First of all, talking about Justice League. Justice I League. really want to shit on something oh. to begin this off. You shit on me all the time. Fuck, that was a horrible trailer. Yep. And it's a horrible looking movie. Yep. And I'm not excited at all. Nope. It looks dreadful. Yep, it does. The, Moving on. <laughs> the only thing I'm excited for in this is Aquaman. And the Flash, Flash and Aquaman. Those are the only two things I'm excited for. I, I'm excited for Aquaman because I just like Jay, I met Jason Moore. He's a cool guy. Mm. I I really appreciate him and his work. But mm. apart from that, I give no shits. No shits. No. no, this this film doesn't interest me. I don't even know when it comes out. Is it this year? 
Yeah, it's like November. Fuck, that comes out this year. No one's excited yeah. that it comes out this year. That's no. fun. You know, um, you know the trailer did, that did look good, though. Uh, Kingsman 2. There was a Kingsman 2 trailer, wasn't there? Yeah. That looks good. Yeah. yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Did it? I loved it. Did I mean, the trailer look good? Yeah, I'm actually... I keep shitting on Marvel movies, but then they release films like Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok, and I'm like, mm. oh, just, you keep pulling me back. Like Thor Ragnarok, I'm not actually that excited for. Like, I, mean, I think I'll go Like I'll go see it. I love Taika Waititi. I'll just wait for it. Well, see, I, I love Taika Waititi, the director. Mm. So that's why... You have to see it opening week for the podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm expecting to do? I'm expecting to walk out and I go, hey, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Ah! <laughs> I just kicked the microphone. My mic just attacked me. I just kicked it. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's so unbalanced. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You haven't it's balanced it properly. We'll fix that. I have balanced cast. it. It's just... It's, it's You haven't balanced it. We'll fix okay. that for the spoiler cast. Yes, fix it for the spoiler I just won't kick it again. Just don't kick it. And I can hold it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is that the only trailer? Can- Thor Ragnarok Thor looks Ragnarok good. Looks good. Justice, Justice League. League. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Actually, uh, no. Can I talk about something I heard about Civil War? Infinity, Civil War is an old film. No, Civil War. Civil, Civil War is an old film. Came right. out a couple of years ago. Came out one year ago. And a lot of people were saying that... I was talking to Tom's friends. Some of Tom's friends. Podcast Tom. He was on. I was talking to some of his friends about Civil War. And they were saying how... Oh, you know, I've read the comics. Tom reads the comics. And he knows that Captain America was supposed to die in the comics. I've read the comics. And he was supposed to die in the movie. That's no. sort of making that's if you're ignorant to what Marvel was originally doing. The only reason Civil War exists as a film is because they were competing with Batman vs Superman. They've come out and admitted that. They basically come out and said, "Yeah, we just wanted to basically jump on the hype yeah. train for that." Yeah. So, for them to have killed Captain America, they would have had to have deviated their entire Infinity War plans, which makes me think. This is the big question. I think they overestimated uh, Warner Brothers. And I think they overestimated DC. Yeah. And I actually think they expected Batman versus Superman to be the big thing. Yeah. So then they brought out something that deviated their plans a little bit. And because of that, they released a subpar movie that was rushed. But like which, every Which reinvigorates me about Infinity War. Because we've been hearing hype and excitement about Infinity War for about two, three years now. And that's, that is how long they've sort of been working on it. So yeah. I'm really excited for Infinity War. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. I just want to get sure that off my chest. I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. I'll have everyone show up, punch someone for a bit. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Fanboys, they're yeah. out, they're out there. They had the they trailer. Do exist. They had the trailer, and everyone like freaked out over it. But they haven't released it properly yet. What do you mean release the trailer? Like at D twenty three at, at Comic Con. Well, at D twenty three in Comic Con, they released the they released the trailer for the crowds. And it leaked online. Did you watch it? I haven't seen it. No, I, no, I no. Didn't, I didn't watch it either. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like watching leaked. No, the leaked trailers. I'll, I'll wait till they release it officially. I remember I watched the oh. Deadpool two leak trailer, but beyond that, not much. I don't really like it. Yeah, yeah. But... That's my stomach. I'm so oh, hungry. That's loud. <laughs> that's my Jeez. Stomach. It's okay. Burgers afterwards. Burgers. Yeah, burgers are on the way. Um. Yeah. I mean, what? What happened to Comic Con? Nothing. 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 They released only... a Walking Dead trailer. I don't know if you're in the Walking Dead. Hate Walking Dead. Um, there was something that happened in Game of Thrones, not the new new episodes, but the old episodes. That I was so like, oh, that's important that that character said that, and it got me thinking. But now I can't remember what it was, so I really can't talk about that. Yeah. Um, what, what I'm up want... to. I'm up to season two. Rewatching. Rewatching. Yeah. I'm up to season two. I'm watching it with Tori. You're still in the good stuff. You're still in the good stuff. When you get to season five, you can just hang yourself. Well, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how it'll hold up. I think 
I think it won't hold up at all. <laughs> I think it's gonna be shit. I, yeah, look, I'm actually surprised. Like, I haven't watched it, rewatched it in ages, and I... I'd never rewatched it. I didn't rewatch any of five or six, so maybe I'm, that was my problem. Yeah. I rewatched season three like four to five times. Yeah, season three is great. So I like I I consider myself a Game of Thrones fan, but mm-hmm. I'm not like an idiot. To re-clarify, <laughs> have you read the books? Yeah, you read all of them. Yeah. I really want George R. R. Martin to hurry the fuck up and finish this next book. Well, have you read? I'm not going to harass him about it. Have you read Night of the Seven Kingdoms? Please hurry up. Uh... That's the, the prequel stories about Duncan Egg. I have it. They're good. They're good. You should read those. I'll tell you over. I mean, it's, it's like three of them and they're like a hundred pages each. But mm. it, they're good. So there's three stories in that book? Yeah. I got it in my room. I've, uh, no, I've got it. I've got it at home. Oh, okay. I well, just haven't read it. Fucking hell, mate. Um, I've actually got another George R. R. Martin story that's sort of some of his other... Oh, which one? Other writing. Um... The ship one. The Fever one Dream. Fever Dream. I've got that as well. I haven't already... I, I, I've started it like three times. It's a times, boat, yeah. It's a boat. Like, it's a steam, sh- it's a steam yeah. ship. I started it like three times and I keep getting distracted. Yeah. Um, it just it just shows he's a good writer. Yeah, um, he is. And I think, I think Game of Thrones is sort of his magnum opus. But yeah. But he didn't want to write a magnum opus. <laughs> yeah. And now he's bitten off this thing that just... Is so much more than he can currently chew. Yeah, I think because he said it was originally supposed to be a trilogy, and I think it would have been fine like that. But he's not based on how the third book ended. No, it wouldn't have. No, as in like he 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 dragged it out a bit, mm. a lot. <laughs> the fourth and fifth books, it's sort of moving a lot of chess pieces around, but with yeah. no real consequence. So you can see, yeah, you can see that he had stuff planned for a trilogy, and then was like, yeah, but then he was. He was going to have a time jump after the third book, but then realized that wouldn't work for all the characters. So then he decided to like write what happens in that time period, but then not all, but it like the time period, the time jump would have worked for some characters, but not others. But yeah. then writing what happens in that time period works for some characters, mm. but not others as well. Did he outline so, which characters it might not have worked for? Um, he said, I think he said like Jon Snow wouldn't, wouldn't work because there's so much shit going on at the wall. Like how would they believe that white walkers have just stopped appearing for like 10 years or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So he said a lot of stuff like it was like five years. I think the time jump was, it was a lot of stuff like, well, all this shit's happened. How, why is it just going to stop for five years? Mm. So yeah. So like stuff like Aya would have benefited from the time jump. Theon. Theon. I think Theon's Theon character would well. really. Uh, uh, Daenerys. Cause she's been doing fuck all. Yeah. Um, like th- book, those characters, just shit, shit all. Yeah. Those characters would have benefited a lot, but like stuff like Jon Snow and I guess King's Landing as well. Like that stuff. I think that more. that could have been written in a cool way where John, what's happened to Jon Snow could be a bit of a mystery. So. Oh yeah. Like that, that could have been cool, but yeah, he's made a creative choice. He's run with it. He's done. He, and the fourth and fifth books are not bad books by any means. Oh, they're, they're just great like, books. They're just less good. They're just not as good as what came before because yeah, there was a lot more happening. Yeah, Storm of Swords. It's like there's like this big build up to the Red mm. Wedding of Storm of Swords, and then it just mm. sort of. I will say no spoilers about the new new season. I haven't seen. It's it. much faster. So a lot oh, yeah. of things are happening very quickly. Well, there's, there's less episodes. There's like seven episodes. Less episodes. It's it's a much better paced season so far. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm really enjoying I'm, it. I'll give it a go once I'm done. I'll just do yeah. the whole Foxtel thing. Yeah, I'm doing two that weeks. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I won't be able to watch the next two episodes, but after that, I'm watching. So, ah, bam. Nice. On top of it. On top of it. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Anyway, I... should we... It's 15 minutes in. Should we actually talk about uh, Rise um, of the Planet of the Apes? Do you want to do our Twin Peaks discussion? Uh... <laughs> I haven't seen the latest episode. That's the discussion. Discussion done? Discussion over. Over. Whoa. Okay. Uh, we're back next week with Twin Peaks. Now moving into... <laughs> It'll be two episodes next week. Rise I can catch of up. the Planet of the Apes. I'm Rise still on the this first episode of season two. Yeah, look. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I really do love Twin Peaks, but you just, you let the team down that one. I have, I have. Um, but Rise of the Planet of the Apes. 
first of all, let's do a sum up. Let's talk about what we thought what we thought about. Semi review, semi yeah. discussion on discussion. where we think the yeah. series is headed and sort of how it impacts the next movie and the movie after that. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is directed yeah. by Rupert Wyatt and stars James Franco as Caesar. Wait, what? He is raised by Andy Serkis. Isn't Matt Reeves? No, Matt Reeves only did the others. He only did Dawn and... Yeah. That's why there's so much better movies. Well, going, we can going. debate that. Keep going, keep going. Uh, you, my joke's ruined anyway. So, Sorry. yeah. James Franco is not Caesar. Andy Serkis is Caesar. There's the, the, all the audiences that were like, there's the, there's the truth. I lied to you. Uh, the Caesar's a monkey, played by Andy Serkis, and he doesn't go to the circus. No. Um, he gets drugs yeah. from James Franco. Yeah. And he becomes super smart. Yeah. And he gets sent to jail. Monkey jail. Monkey jail. And then he teams up with all the other monkeys in monkey jail after beating mm. the shit out of Rocket. <laughs> and then uh, they break out and stage a coup. Mm. Kill some police officers and black people on the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm. And they black go... Black guy was the last one to die. Yeah. And then mm. they go on the... Uh, Die the, horror tropes. <laughs> they go into the redwood forest and they have a bit of a time. Yeah, for a few years. And okay, then... that was a bit of a weird sum up. Um, well, I mean, it's what really, happens in the movie. Really didn't tell anyone anything. So, starting off, what you what did you think of Rise? Okay, so Rise is the Rise is the one I've only seen before. Okay, let's start over. I rewatched Rise about a week ago. Before that, the I'm last moving my microphone so there's reverberation. Okay. Ooh. Keep going, keep going. I I rewatched Rise about a week ago. Yeah. And I realized the the last time I'd seen that movie was in cinemas when it came out. Oh, and I shit. saw it, I saw it like a week of release. So I'd forgotten a lot of it. I mm. just remembered that James Franco was doing Alzheimer's drugs mm. for his papa, John mm. Lithgow. John then, Lithgow, yeah. And then Caesar gets it as well. Mm. And they stage an uprising. Mm. A, a rise. Yeah, of you've now seen it, so you can have but, a comment. Yeah, but they, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I because I, I've, I've watched Dawn like four or five times mm. and I didn't realize how much they're actually connected. I thought Rise was just like, oh, Seed's a story and then he meets these other apes. But no, like Cobra is in, I knew Maurice was in, yeah. but Cobra's in Rise, yeah. um, Rocket's in Rise. Mm. It's all this stuff. I, I just had no idea. They Blue Eyes is in Rise. As, set up well, so think, much no. with the apes. Cornelia. It's a very sort of... Um, a very concurrent storyline that just it yeah. moves through to each it's next exa- movie. There's like there's ten years between Rise and Dawn, but mm. it still flows like hell. It's great. This is this is the problem I have with. I'll, I'll say it about Rise, and I'm probably going to end up saying the same thing about Dawn. Okay. All right. Well, I do have a problem with these films. I have a problem bit. with you. Um, not in like a not in a bad sense, but maybe the problem I have, and I think it's a creative problem that the team was facing. How do you make an audience, a human audience, sympathetic to an ape character? An ape character that is uh, CGI. Everyone knows it's CGI. They make a big deal about being CGI. Can I tell you how they do it? Well, yeah. Can I say how they do it? They just make the human characters less relatable. Well, yeah, they kind of make they kind of make the war does it the best. War does mm. makes the characters relatable in the best way. But the problem Rise faces is the fact that it's the start of Caesar's journey. He can't talk. Ape mannerisms are done so well by the team. Like, they are just fucking nuts. That You are actually watching apes. Yeah. You know, you are not watching. And in that sense, it makes it very hard sometimes as an audience member to sort of relate to what they're going through and relate to what's happening. I completely disagree. 
I think I like I, I think it's the complete opposite. I think what they do so well getting you to care for the apes and relate to the apes, but they the humans don't get as much effort put into them. So I, I completely disagree. I I no I I say in Rise the being re- being able to relate to the apes characters is the weakest point of the film. I think that it's a great movie. I think James Franco delivers a really powerhouse performance. Uh, not powerhouse, but he delivers a good performance. Um, the yeah, main, it's not powerhouse. Um, you it's, know, a, it's no Pineapple Express. Draco Malfoy's character is a bit cartoony in yeah, a but, sense, but at the same time, it works. Yeah. Well, he, he's supposed to be the opposite of Charlton Heston. Yeah. So he's as like flamboyant and, mm. and over the top, but... Um, yeah. Whereas with Caesar, it just it just seems very sort of they put a lot of credence into facial expressions, and I think what Ry- what um, Rise is all building towards is what War does. Yeah, because yeah. they learn a lot over the three films, and Rise was sort of that first step. And I'm not saying the character the ape characters are completely unrelatable. I'm just saying that there is that bit of. That that gap yeah, where well, you've got to sort of at one point make the leap after you've just been shitting on it like that. I mean, shitting on it. I like the film. I I I, I disagree. I I completely felt for all the eight characters. Like I was like rewatching it. I was amazed how mm. well it was all done because I like when I started cinemas, I wasn't. I was probably like twelve or something. Mm. Whatever, I don't know. Um, and I enjoyed it, but like rewatching it, it's mm. like, like holy crap! It's not just another shitty blockbuster. Who said that? Like, no, no, but like, you, you watch, you watch a movie when you're young, and mm. you're like, oh, this is, this is great, and then you see it again later, and you're like, oh, why did I enjoy Revenge of the Fallen? <laughs> um, and <laughs> I, I mean, I know, the, I know the. Point. I like Revenge of the Fallen. Do you actually? I like the Transformers films. Shut They're the a f- guilty pleasure. They're not good films, but you're allowed to enjoy shitty films. Uh, I think the audience is going to disregard everything you say now. No. Fuck. No, Jesus. you're allowed to enjoy shitty films occasionally. Anyway, you're not just restricted to watching these massive oh, art piece Jesus. films. Jesus. Anyway, no. I was actually surprised how great Rise of the Planet of the Apes is. Like, it's, okay. I think it's great. For this whole discussion, hmm. can we just both ad- ad- accept Where we that the other person admits that it's great? Okay, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, I know. Planet of the Apes is great. Yeah. I think Rise and everything we say about Rise and Dawn. And war, from my opinion, not yours, I don't know what you were going to say, but for me, it's all nitpicky. And for me, the nitpick is that I feel as though the characters aren't as relatable as the, as no, not as the human character. I think the human characters are are in the later films. I I just think that Rise was an important step and they needed, they learnt that they needed more to make the audience sympathetic to the main characters. Yeah, they, 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 ah, fuck they did that. They did that in Dawn. Like they did that through speech. Through did it in Dawn. Like and war. Ra- war. They smashed it. Yeah, but um, okay. I I still disagree with you. I think the characterization in Rise is. It wouldn't really be great. the Tom Mitch podcast if you didn't exactly. disagree. Exactly. <laughs> what this whole podcast is built on is us having different opinions at every. In fact, the only thing that I actually didn't enjoy about Rise. And this is a nitpicky thing. Don't say James Franco. You said James no, Franco. No, no. This is a, this is a nitpicky you. thing because I'm not usually the person to say this. Mm. But compared to Dawn and War, the apes don't look that good. Yeah. That's the only problem I had. I see that. That was the only problem I had. Mm. Like, 
I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made, but like mm. the only problem that I was like, ah, it was like, yeah, okay, this is. I movie. think War makes both the last oh, two films look fuck. shit. The look, fucking quality of the apes. I know. In war. I know. We want to talk about war, yeah. but we should really just hold yeah. back on yeah. that for now. So, do you have anything um, else to say about Rise? I think the ending of Rise. It's a bit sort of. It's a bit rushed. I think it feels like that sort of rushed es- escape. No, it doesn't. It's, it, um, I disagree. <laughs> it doesn't feel like. I don't that. know. It feels it's like just, it, I don't like the bridge scene I at all. I love the bridge scene. It's a bit weak. No, I think it's great. I think that's great. Get it, Mitchell. The you whole want to suck Rise's dick. Yeah, I do. Caesar, put it in my mouth. I hate you. Is that actual pretty convincing blowjob sound? I don't know. <laughs> Poor Mitchell never got a blowjob. <laughs> that's not what I'm, I'm trying to get away from this. This is just not. This is this is too personal. This is the, um, couldn't rise to the occasion. Oh my god. The bridge scene on Rise is real. I think well, the whole movie leads up to that, and when it does it, it does does so well. Like when they break out, that that shot where there's the guy in the van, and then a spear hits the van, and he's like, "What?" And he looks up and sees us standing there. That all the apes walk up behind him, and he gets handed hmm. another spear, and then all the spears fly. That's so good. I love that. Oh, it's, it's a good film, but then. Uh, Dawn follows. Dawn follows, yes. and this is where the series really kicks into high gear. Yeah, it does. Um, it, to a sense, moves away from the human characters at the start, and you're very much just introduced to this colony of apes. Yeah, uh, I'll do a quick sum up. So essentially, Caesar, he's made his home in the in the played by James Franco. Yeah, uh, played by, played by James Franco, not really Andy Serkis. Um, he lives in the woods with the apes. They've made a colony, and what's happened? There's been a bit of a time jump. I think it's two years. It's ten. Ten years? Ten years. Oh, it's more than that. Okay. Ten years. Yeah, ten in years. ten years, hu- the human race has basically fallen in, into decline. They massive uh, infection hit. L- billions of people died. Now there's a pocket of survivors left in the San Francisco, San San Fris- Fris- San San Francisco. Francisco Bay Area. San Frisky. And they are looking to restore power to the area via Hydro Dam. Mm. So they're actually looking at going up to where Caesar is and they're looking for the dam. They're not looking for Caesar. And they come across Caesar and then ape-human conflict ensues, resulting in the military being called in leading into war. Yeah. But how do you think the film, how do you think this film did? So this film, before, before you answer, this film introduces a few, a few more elements. It yeah. introduces the element of a decayed society. Yep. So you get to see a very powerful sort of last of us imagery. Yep. Post-apocalyptic. It's awesome. Yep. We see a desperate human race that actually have a reason to fear apes. Led by old mate Gary. Ah, uh, Gary Oldman. Old God, Gary. he's good in this film. He's good. And we see sort of the Mary Sue male car- male human that, you know, essentially does nothing wrong. It's not really a Mary Sue. No, he does though. He has no flaws. He's he too does. perfect. That's his flaw. He did something. I can't remember. No, he doesn't. Everyone yeah. around him does something, but he's perfect. I'm not having a go at the nah. film for that. I but needed that. Jason Clark. But how'd you find the film? I, I love it. Dawn was like, I saw Dawn in cinemas and I was blown away. Like, it's it's just a brilliant film. Yeah. 2014. It came out in 2014. That was a busy year, That too. was a busy year. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. How to Train Dragon 2. Yeah. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was my favorite film that year. How to Train Dragon 2. I remember seeing it and just going, that's it. How to Train Dragon 2. I saw. I think I saw How to Train Dragon two in theater. I was like, you know my opinions on that. You're wrong. Um, yeah. I love Guardians. Yeah, I Guardians saw good. Guardians yeah. at Belcon and Hoyts. Mm. I love me some Belcon and Hoyts. <laughs> High quality entertainment. 
But I saw Dawn of the Planet, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes at Limelight Theatre. I walked out very happy. And that's very rare for me to walk out of Limelight Theatre happy. I uh, I saw it in the, uh, the good old Jindabyne Cinema. Oh, okay, supporting the locals. The old, the, the crackly screen. No, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. High honestly. quality. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's nothing like Hoyt's or yeah. anything, but it's for a country town cinema, it's pretty good. Let's just take 10 seconds to say how awesome is Hoyt's. I fucking love Hoyt's. We're going to make people think we're sponsored by Hoyt's. Well, uh, we're not. Hoyt's isn't that We amazing. wish. I love Hoyt's. <sighs> anyway, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Ace is great. I The the conflict between the... The thing is, Cobra, is, Cobra and Gary Oldman are presented as the villain characters. Yes. But they're not bad people or apes. They've well, had. They've both. Cobra had, is. No, I don't think <laughs> he is at all. So bad. I don't Cobra think he is. Cobra kill at all. ape. He well. He, he didn't. ape not kill ape. Ape not kill ape. Exactly. Cobra bad. Cobra Gary Oldman didn't kill his own not people. Ape. Gary Oldman was a sympathetic character. Cobra no, I think is I, just an evil bastard. I love Cobra. I love Cobra, Cobra too. Is great. He is such a complicated character and. You know, at the start of the film where he saves Caesar from the bear and there's a real camaraderie there. Like, there's real love between Caesar and Cobra. But Cobra has this hatred for humans that blinds him and he ends up betraying Caesar. Yeah. And he ends up killing Caesar. Well, well no. No, attempted killing. Yeah, attempted killing. But yeah, look, I understand that. And Cobra does do some questionable things towards the end. But you... Like when he's starting down that and you, he's getting angry and stuff, you see why. Like you understand that he's come from a shitty place. Like he, out of all the apes there, he was the one that was in the labs the most and tested mm. on the most. So oh, he has, see it. He like, has a reason to hate humans. He, there's scars all over his yeah. body. He's got fucked up eyes. Like um, they they, they there's a bit where uh, where Caesar's like, oh, they're just at the dam. They'll do their human work and they'll go. And then Cobra's like, Cobra points to all his scars and he's like, human work yeah oh, that's human a work. tough moment H- human work and then he yeah. just like storms off and it's like like i i like you totally understand where caesar's coming from because he was raised by humans and you don't want and he saw him. good humans yeah exactly he yeah. he's he's one of the few apes that has seen the good in humans but he also wants to protect his family mm. and it's just oh, the it's so complicated yet it's so simple he's it's it's one of those things where it does sort of decomplicate it by removing Caesar's conflict with the humans. Yeah. So you may notice it does something very clever. Caesar doesn't actually have any conflict with the humans towards the end. No. Only Mary Sue does. Yeah. Um, and, and Cobra, Caesar's Cobra does only well. conflict is with Cobra. Cobra, another ape, which is when you know we move into war, he has conflicts with humans. It's fresh and new, and it's interesting. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, we're not going to talk about war. Yes, no, no, no. But, but with Caesar, it's 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 very clever. It's a very cleverly written film. Yeah. In the sense that it is so simple. This isn't about a war between apes and humans. This is no. a civil war. Yeah. Where humans are the victims of that civil war. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's Cobra's mad at humans. The human, like Gary Oldman says, oh, if they do anything wrong, we'll go up there and kill them. Mm. And empty the, words. Like not not empty words. I don't think they're empty words at all. But the apes don't do anything wrong, so I, the humans don't, don't go up there and kill them. But then when the apes start doing shit, the humans are like, okay, like well. smash them though. And yeah. Gary Oldman's people—they're not soldiers. No. They are—they are just people. The 
Oh, the, the fuck that that fight in the street where all the apes like Cobra leads all the apes is great. That's, man. That's that so Cobra good. dual machine guns on yeah. horseback, just jumping oh, through fire and so good. The bit where he jumps on the tank, rips the people out, and it crashes. So that's all one shot, and the, it's like a mounted camera on the tank as it swings oh, yeah. around. That's that's great. That yeah. is great directing and, there is and some, filming. There's some really just high budget. That's the one thing. I, that's the one thing I will shots. say about Rise is it doesn't feel like a director's vision. Yeah. It feel I think it's a great movie, but it doesn't feel like a director's vision. But Dawn, just it feels like it. Like every shot is just dripping with creativity and and effort. direction. Yeah, I think I think everything can have creativity, but there's a lot of a lot of movies that are missing effort. Yeah, and this film has from everyone effort. Like, like tr- you truly believe that they're in San Francisco. Yeah, you know, you truly believe that they're up in the mountains creating these these fortresses. Yeah, and you you believe that these apes are real. Were those practical sets up in the fortress up in the woods? I think half and half. Yeah, because yeah. they were really well done. Yeah, they I think, looked really good. I think like uh, like the flooring and stuff was so the humans could walk on it, but then a lot of the other stuff wasn't. But mm. it's 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 a gorgeous film. It's yeah. well acted. Like Andy Serkis is amazing in mm. these movies. And it's just Andy Serkis does more than just the acting though. Like he's in mocap and he's yeah, sort of yeah. a pioneer in that field. Yeah. He's he's Is he an engineer or what does he do? Is he just No, he's well, he's a director. He was actually I think he was like co director, second unit director for Lord of the, the Lord of the Rings mm. trilogy. Okay. Um and he's just I don't know, I don't know why, but he's just great at this. He he's got complete control over his body. Mm. And he can control it so well that he can look like Gollum. He can look like mm. uh, Caesar. He can look like Captain Haddock. Mm. You know, he's just... Or he can um, look like the the gay guy in Suddenly 30. Snoke? No, Suddenly 30. I haven't seen that. But he's Supreme Leader Snoke. He, he plays the gay guy in Suddenly 30. Oh. It's good. It's a good film. Jan Fagana. Well, ha! I haven't... You want to talk about derailing? Oh, don't <laughs> derail me. Um... I just derailed all your passion. Oh, you did. You did. <laughs> I just... The other thing is, uh, I watched it with someone and they said they don't like plane fighting. So they, were, they got kind of bored in that street fight. And what? they said it looked ridiculous with apes riding horses and shooting machine guns. Hey, they're fucked in the head. <laughs> Look. Uh, but, <laughs> but, that person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the problem is... This that, is week two I've made fun of them. Jesus. I, I, mm. I, I think that the whole point of that is that it is so simple. Because mm. these apes have no military tactics. Mm. These humans don't either. Mm. The humans are behind a wall shooting apes as the apes are just rushing them over and over and over. Mm. It's And like, the that's action the scenes don't take up time. Like they're they're five minutes, ten yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. done. And the the thing is, like it, that 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 scene shows the difference between Cobra and Caesar. Like if you look at what Caesar does in war, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's thought out, it's like he's got plans. But Cobra, he doesn't have a plan. He's just using brute force to get mm. through everything. Like his character is he's been shown. Uh, pain and suffering so he uses brute force to give that back to others mm. and yeah like he doesn't have tactics like mm. he's um in the final fight with caesar his whole tactic is just to pick up a fucking rod and try and beat the shit out of caesar oh yeah and like, caesar beat cobra and caesar had been fucking shot well yeah but also um uh, caesar does cut cobra like pretty badly yeah on but the... caesar came into the fight wounded yeah true. cobra yeah. was Fresh, ready to go. Yeah, but and yeah, but th- th- that's the thing about that fight. Like, if you watch it, like, um, it's Cobra beating Caesar, like trying to beat the shit out of Caesar, and Caesar's just defending himself mm. until he sees the opening, and then he cuts Cobra, and then they're like they're both level. Then, can I quickly talk about two big moments that happen in this film? Like two big emotional moments. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. 
I think the overarching problem I now have with Dawn and War. Okay. Not Rise, because I can't remember Rise as well, even though I saw it like a week before I saw Dawn. Yeah. Um, for some reason, and it may be the fact that I don't find the apes as relatable as characters, a lot of the big emotional moments that happen don't land. Oh, I... So, for instance, there's two in Dawn, okay? Mm-hmm. The first is when Caesar is shot. Now, that twist, watching it again, has me on the edge of my seat and it's tense. But then afterwards, it dies out for me. The second twist, which had the second, well, not twist, but big emotional moment that really doesn't affect me in any way is when Rocket's son is thrown off the balcony. That, 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 in, you know, if that was a human and if it had been, um, you know, I don't want to say better directed because I don't think anyone can accuse the director of Dawn as being a bad director, but something about it, it just doesn't resonate. I think is the word. I, you just hate monkeys. I just it just didn't resonate. Because I for disagree. Me. I think that every beat that they try and hit in that lands, the only one that I would say doesn't land as much is when um, Blue Eyes sees his son finds him in the house mm. in the James Franco house, which is mm. actually a really cool callback. Mm. Um, that doesn't land for me, not because they're monkeys or apes or whatever. It's just because a lot of it is subtitled, mm. and there's like it's just quiet, and they're just like doing hand signals. I love that stuff. I love when the monkeys are sort of, cause that feels like that's their language. Yeah. So there, there is actually English and it's sort of, yeah. So that's, that's actually a nitpick I have with war, but we'll get to that yeah. um, later. But yeah, like, oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I think all that stuff works so well. I think mm. the amount of effort that gets put into creating these apes into characters that you can feel for, I, I totally feel it. Like, like I mean, wars. The thing is, I can wars the one. Can I point out who I think I who I think is a little bit to blame, and this yeah. is where I'm probably going to lose you. Yeah, I don't think it's the director, James Cameron. No, <laughs> I actually think. Hold off before shouting at me. I think it's the music direction. I think the music direction in these films is a little bit off. In the first one, yes. In Dawn, I don't think so. I war? think. Definitely. No. War, it was off. Mm. Uh, the start, the first half of this film was dreadfully done in mm. terms of music, musical You're talking cues. about Dawn or War? Uh, War. We're talking about Dawn but still. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Dawn now. Yeah. And I'm going to go back and watch it with this specific thing in mind. I think that the music is at times overbearing. And then when you get to those big emotional moments and, you're spo- and that music is supposed to kick in and make you feel something, it just can't do it because it was, you know had this massive dramatic moment for, you know, something insignificant. For I, instance, nah. in, war, in War, can I just reference War? <sighs> there is a moment where they're, well, they're riding horses on a beach and Caesar looks at this little girl yeah. that you've seen in the trailers. It's a shot from it's the trailers. It's a shot from the trailers, yeah. And the, and the music is like, dun, 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 dun. And it's like, what the fuck is happening here? You know, this is meant to be a sort of a, a peaceful moment of contemplation, but we've got this War of the Planet of the Apes theme song. No, I, I, know, I know your problem with music And is. that, it just became overbearing. Yeah, you... And with Dawn, yeah. it just, it felt the same. It, so I think, okay, I think the reason why we disagree is because of the music that we listen to. Um, you're not looking at it as... You're, you're, look, you're looking at it as a film score, isolated film score, conveying the emotions of the characters. You're not looking at it as a soundscape conveying the emotion of the scene because i think that works with the character like if it was just like mm. if it was just characters walking through a forest and there was that it i'd still work but it would work less so 
but it's because you've got the sweeping beach in the background because it cuts from a wide shot of them on horses to a close shot of that and then back to a wide shot of horses i think it works like that and that's the thing that's the thing that it, it does the same thing michael giacchino is a great composer mm. he did dawn and war and um yeah, in the first in rise the sound the, the score isn't that great the only bit of the score that i liked in rise was at the very end when he's climbing the tree the music swells and, they, and all the apes look out over san francisco and then it ends that's the only bit I like of the score in Rise. Forgettable. But exactly. But Dawn, Cobra's theme in Dawn is so good. Uh, it's like when he's climbing the bridge, it's got that big, like that big, like, and it's got like the, the bongo drums mm. going and everything. That's really good. And when he's, and, and then when it, it softens down a bit, but it's still there when he's like, he goes up to the humans and he's talking to the humans. And then when it went on the, um, on the, uh, the tower, you've got the music mixed with all the wind blowing and stuff. It's, I think the theatrical scores for these two are weak. I disagree. I, th- I think, and I that think that's because they, I think I don't think that's because I either of for, us is wrong. I think it's just because the way we I think appreciate. Pr- I think it's music. preference. I think the way we appreciate music is but very the, different. I think this shows how much of an impact music can have on an emotional moment. And if and the music isn't working for someone, if one element of it isn't working, yeah. it ruins the moment. Well, I yeah, I, I like, love the scores, especially War. I love the scores for War. Right. And well, I, what are films that you would reference then that have great musical soundtracks mixed with scenes? So, How to Train Dragon Two. Yeah, but give give a give a give a scene where you think the music works. The um, uh, so Stoic's Funeral. Yes. On the ship, it's got it's got the soft it's got the soft notes as you as the boat so there's the ship with Stoic's body on it slowly comes in. You've got Gobba. Uh, giving his his uh, eulogy and then the fog and everything mm. like the music works with the characters and the scene that's happening, mm. and then it all swells up when um, Hiccup shoots the fire arrow, mm. and so like as soon as he lets go of the drawstring, the whole music just swells with the mm. arrow as the arrow soars through the air and then lands and the whole thing catches fire mm. and then it cuts back to Hiccup and it slows down a bit. Yeah, that's that's how music should work and. and it, to, to really understand what I'm saying, I think the Lord of the Rings scores are a good example. Yes. Uh, the theme, like concerning hobbits, mm. like da-da-dun, da-da-da-dun-dun, that's not just, that's not the characters, that's the location. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to say. With a good film but score. But it's it's, that's a subtle theme. That's a... Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But what I'm saying is a good scores don't just have things for the characters. And this is why I think the, uh, the star Wars scores fall flat in this. Cause they're very much heroic moment scores. Um, what do you mean? Like, Oh, because I'm going to actually going to give an example. I would say, um, I, as you know, I recently watched revenge of the Sith. Okay. And revenge of the Sith, ha- ha- revenge of the Sith has a lot of faults. However, the example I would give of a good musical score is, as you know, I watched Revenge of the Sith a couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah. Now, that film does a lot wrong. Yeah. I'm not here to defend Revenge of yeah, the Sith. Yeah, please don't be a prequel defender. Um, but one thing we can't deny is the fact that John Williams did write a really good score for the first three films. And I think hmm. for Revenge of the Sith, it was, it was some of his best work in the prequels. You know, the... Uh, the- now, my scene... Okay. I need to give a scene for an example. Okay. See, remember the exercise we we're doing? Uh, okay. My scene is when we see Anakin Skywalker fight Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it starts off with this excited, energetic, 
uh, you know, fighting music. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 dun. It's very fast paced, very action. But yeah, but then every time you cut back, the music gets more mournful. And every time, yeah, every time yeah. we cut back, and the longer the fight's going on, the 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 track is eventually drawn out into this 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 tragedy. Yeah, which is yeah. totally a reflection of what the entire prequel is. It's it's, it, it's, it's like, action why, why leading. Why did they make it? It's action leading to tragedy. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the f- that a scene and a, a score in a scene shouldn't necess- necessarily represent what the entire scene is trying to say, but what the characters are within that scene are trying to say. Okay, that's fine. And what the conf- and what is the primary conflict? Otherwise, then you overcomplicate it. And that's where I think that's where I think with Dawn and with War, sometimes the score overcomplicates what that basic scene by itself is trying to say. So, for instance, a meaningful look from Caesar to a little girl on horseback doesn't need dun, 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 dun. You know, like it's just, it's a little bit much. And for me, that emotional weight is is drawn away. Well, see, I, I, I disagree because that, I even in that scene, we're... Uh... We can't, I can't well, do... See, what we're getting into, we're getting Spoilers. into... We're, no, we're getting into uh, musical theory. And a lot of the musical theory that comes out at the moment when it comes to scores and soundtracks, I've heard this, I've you know watched a few interviews where com- composers are talking with other composers. Yeah, yeah. And one of the people I heard talking about was Danny Elfman. And he was saying that a lot of modern directors sort of ha- are of the understanding that the score needs to be hidden. You know, it should be invisible. Oh, I disagree. And that I disagree. Is so, that that's, is so fucked, that's that wrong. level of thinking. That's wrong. However, I think that Dawn and War are examples of the score coming too much to the forefront, trying to say their own thing no. instead of being at the service of the characters in the story. Well, this I is disagree. where you and I are fundamentally disagreeing. We disagree. We're not going to convince the other person. Yeah, it's but... just we 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 appreciate music for different mm. things. Like when I listen to stuff like that, I visualize not just not just the character in a scene, but like a whole landscape and everything like mm. that. Whereas you would visual, you would um, you would feel the the weight of the character's emotion mm. for the moment. Like. It's yeah. for the moment of what's yeah. Yeah. So we just we just and I, I don't do that just, just movie scores. I listen to music that does that as well. Like, I'm no big like music. Sigur Rós. It's so. more musical scores. I like. Yeah, okay. I love go. theatrical stuff, but I don't think I, like I said and like you said, I don't think either is wrong. It's yeah. just a difference it's in preference. The, yeah, exactly. The way and we appreciate things is different. And I that's what this podcast is about. That's the discussion that I, I that I think is really exciting is yeah. the fact that neither of neither of us is wrong, but it's more of a matter of preference and then sort of looking forward to what you know can be created. Well, speaking of appreciating things differently, yes. Did you appreciate War for the Planet of the Apes? Before we move on to that, do we want to give scores for Rise and Dawn? No, I think at the end we'll give we'll give like a score for the entire trilogy. Oh, the trilogy? Well, we'll, we'll okay. do like individual. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, war. Um, okay, so leading into this, before we jump into it, no spoilers. Uh, there is no spoilers here at the Tom Mitch Podcast. We respect the fact that uh, most of our audience are poor and can't get to the movies, and they need to oh, wait yeah. till it comes out on Pirate yeah. Bay, uh, and they need to pirate it. Um, uh, I don't respect that actually. God knows, I live with a family that pirate at everything all. it's the worst i do not respect i hate all. pirates yeah here at the tom mitch po- uh, podcast we do not condone pirating a- unless it's 1700s let's at seafaring sea- pirates, pirates. yeah, yeah seafaring they're, they're pirates. all for those all for those no um, i am okay so but yeah, no spoilers we very much respect the people who haven't made, gotten a chance to get to the movies yet yep. uh for this film and definitely for dunkirk these are the two films we've talked about where we've actually been really passionate yeah go see those two films uh, sooner rather than later. They're really good films. We definitely recommend it. But now we're going to be jumping into War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, look for our spoiler cast outside of this podcast. Mitchell, give us a quick rundown of the first 
act of War of the Planet of the Apes. Don't go further than that because it will actually spoil the twist. I'm not even going to go deep into the first act. Yeah, don't go too deep. Uh, Basically, the military was called at the end of Dawn Mm. um, and they've just been trying to find Caesar's hideout Mm. ever since and kill Caesar, Mm. but they can't find it because he's hidden away. Mm. And at some point, the the, Caesar and the leader of the humans, the colonel, do cross paths and... Mm. Caesar goes on a journey. Can I give a really weird aesthetic thing I didn't like about the start of this film? Oh, the opening? Yeah, the opening. It's a really weird aesthetic thing. I liked I liked that. I, I liked it. So just, I don't is, like films that ha- don't have consistent openings though. Yeah, this is yeah, that, that's 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 true. Okay. So I actually I actually agree. Uh, but also we'll talk about this in spoiler cast. This will be something for the spoiler cast. The films do have consistent openings. Okay. But yeah, so the start of this film, it gives you a sum up of the last two. It has mm. a, basically a, like a two sentence synopsis of Rise, mm. then a two sentence synopsis of Dawn, and then like fills in the gaps between Dawn and War. Yeah. And then it cuts to the movie. Yeah. And, and it I highlights think, each, yeah, each it, word it, of it, the. Yeah, it, that it, was cool. It highlights Rise in red, then Dawn in red, then War in red, and then it drops down to War for the Planet of the Apes. It, I really loved that. That was a really well done. No, I, re- I liked that. Did they do that in Dawn and Rise? They didn't. But we'll talk about it in spoiler cast because there is. A lot of similarities. Okay. But I don't want to, I don't want to. Um, yeah, that, that's just the one aesthetic thing that really bugged me <laughs> to yeah, begin with. That's fair. That's fair. Second thing. Let's talk about stuff that's in the trailers um, very quickly. Mm-hmm. The white gorilla. Yep. Winter. He looks great. Is there a such thing as a white gorilla? Uh, I think albino gorilla, Like, yeah. does that exist? I think so, yeah. Because his character just sort of came out of nowhere. Was he an established character in the previous no, no, no. So he's a new character. He's a new character. That's cool. That's cool. I, I, I liked him. I thought he was cool. Um, a few aesthetic things I think we should talk about with this film. It looks great. It looks gorgeous. Um, the apes in this... They look were, like actual apes. There were times where I was like, did they make a practical effect? Yeah. No practical effects on the apes at all in these movies. It's crazy. It's insane. It like, is crazy. And Andy Serkis as Caesar, he, like, people were saying before this movie came out that Andy Serkis deserves an Oscar for this. Yep. He does. This the, this was insane. Like, Yes. However, they did something with him creatively that I didn't like. But that's a spoiler. To, what's, is it a spoiler? I don't know what it is. Um, to cut down screen time, because they had a lot to pack into this film, they don't have Caesar's character sign as much. So, ah, no, no, that's not, that's not, this is actually the problem I had with the movie. Yes. That's not to cut down time at all. That's to show that Caesar is more advanced than the other apes. Yeah. He's becoming more human. Yeah. It's... These are spoiler stuff, so I don't want to go into it. But yeah, the, the one problem I did have with this movie is that Caesar talks, all the other apes sign. Yeah. So it, it makes conversations a bit odd. Yeah, because, you know, you've got the apes that are doing, as we said earlier yeah. with the rise, you know, the, the apes doing the signing and they're doing this language. And then Caesar goes, which way did they go? And then the yeah. ape will sign yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, It's like, they're over there. And then the ape signs. It's just... We are, there's only one moment where we see Caesar really sign. But it's a, it's a good moment. It's a good moment, but... It just—I wish that Caesar had signed more, and I yep. wish they'd stuck to what they'd done so well in Dawn, and having that 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 personal sort of this ape community with their own language and their own sort of yeah well, uh, sense of being. There are there are actually good reasons why that happened, but they are spoilers. So that will be yeah. Don't talk about us. any further. I'm just saying yep. that just that that bugged me. Yeah, that little bit bugged me. Um. I don't really know what else to talk about other that won't be a spoiler. Yeah, like this so, movie, this movie is an amazing film. Like it's my favorite movie of the year. I think it's probably 
one of my favorite movies of all time. It's the best done in the, it's definitely the best done in the trilogy. Uh, something that I don't think is a spoiler. If it is, I will bleep it. Um, this is the film that works the hardest to link it to the original film. I disagree. This is the film that tries the actually, absolute... yeah, no, actually, yeah, yeah. I agree, but it doesn't do it in a way that's ham fisted. Like it works. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it, it's ham fisted. It's very, it's masterfully crafted. Yeah, but yeah. it is the film that tries the hardest to link it to the original. Yeah, yeah. And this is the film that nails making the apes sympathetic characters. Yeah, including. Um, you know, Maurice, Maurice, Rocket, Rocket, yeah. Um, you know, Caesar. I don't want to relate Luca. I don't want to relate relatability. Uh, you know, uh, Bad Ape is Bad Ape's really good. I don't want to relate um sympatheticness to language because Caesar talking more did not is not what made him more sympathetic, and that's not why he talks more. Yeah, but um. But yeah, the apes in this—they've done—they've done a lot of some techniques that are very tricky and very clever mm. and very masterfully done. Where the apes are more sympathetic, yeah. and it's a very—and I think they did need to be more hand-fisted. And because they were more hand-fisted, it landed. Because—and I think that that's something to talk about in the spoiler cast. Mm. So, do we want to finish up there? Yeah, like there's not much to there's say. There's not much to say because we really just want to get in the it's spoilers. It's such a deep film that anything you say could pro- could possibly spoil yeah. it. It's. Yeah, it's an amazing film. Go I, see it's it. probably in my top five films of all time. Yeah. Definitely film of the year. Um, so far. So far. When the, I, s- I sent that to you, I said so far. The only other film that I feel like could could get ahead is Blade Runner 2049, but I'm mm. also being cautious with that. Star Wars. I'm so no. keen for Star Wars. Oh, shit. The poster has me excited. No. Um, yeah, like it's it's an amazing film. Yeah. I would nine and a half out of ten. Nine and a half out of ten. Uh, I'm going to go... Nine and a half out of ten as well. Yeah. Uh, for the entire trilogy. So for Rise, I'm going to give it an eight. I give Rise. I give Rise a seven and a half. I think I'm going to give Rise an eight point two. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to be really problematic there. Uh, I give Rise a seven and a half. Okay, and I'm going to give Dawn an eight point seven. I give Dawn nine. Nine, and. As I said, War of the Planet of the Apes, 9.5, 9.5, 9.5 out of 10. easy. Uh, that's like, an yeah. easy score to give it. It's, it deserves, it's uh, amazing. maybe deserves higher, who knows. The trilogy as I a just, whole. I just, I just don't want to label a film 10 out of 10. The trilogy as a whole, um, I'd say 9. I'd say 9 out of 10. This trilogy is. I'd say 9 out of 10. I'd say this trilogy. It's worth it just for Dawn, Dawn and War. Well, I, um, I, I, I think you can forget Rise. I don't think, I don't think so at all. I think that the opening. This trilogy, mate. I think this trilogy is as good as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Go fuck yourself, you fucking asshole. I'm, I'm you a are huge, such a douche. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. This trilogy is just as good. You're a fucking wanker. You are so wrong. You think this is on par with Lord of the Rings? Yeah. You're a fucking nut job, son. <laughs> the fuck? Okay. Lord of the Rings, the extended edition, is one of the greatest trilogy, is the greatest trilogy of all time, there is nothing okay. that beats it. Okay, I, Star Wars the originals don't even beat it. Star okay. Wars had two good movies and one amp. Yeah, like, it's fine. Fucking Return of the Jedi. Okay, okay, okay. Look. There is no bad Lord of the Rings film. You fucking ignoramus. Rise. We've already established is a seven point five. Give your fucking scores right now for Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King. Shit. Fellowship nine, Two Towers ten, Return of the King nine. What's your fucking point? Okay. You dumbass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> banter. Let's get into banter. I'm too okay. fucking wrong now. Okay. I think 
I think consistency. Lord of the Rings is the best trilogy. Planet of the Apes is the second best. Star Wars is the third best. Going off consistency. So wait. So yeah, okay. yeah. Going off consistency. Okay. You'd say that uh, the Planet of the Apes is better than Star Wars. Uh, Rise isn't as bad as Return of the Jedi. Mm, I'm going to disagree with you on that, but because I think the theatrical score is what's what's, okay, yeah. what's literally is the yeah. deciding factor here. The, I, the score at the know. end of Return of the Jedi is is amazing throughout the entire film. It's, it's yeah, an awesome yeah, score. but it has fucking Ewoks. Talk about making animals relatable and, and, and <laughs> sympathetic. <laughs> Actually, Jesus Christ, there is a hand-fisted moment in Return of the Jedi where one of the Ewoks dies. That brings tears to your eyes. It That's a sad, it's like... it's a sad moment. It's a sad moment. It's got a score. That perfectly emulates what the character is going through in that scene. Okay, look, uh, banter, you need to calm down. (laughs) You just said that Planet of the Apes was better than Lord of the Rings, and one of the movies in that fucking trilogy was a 7.5. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Fucking moron. I got... I'm so caught up in in war because the ending of that film just makes everything so great, and Mm. I... It's a good film, but I think put some time between it before you start making crazy okay, statements I'm sorry. like I'm that. Sorry. Well, when I saw Rogue One, I, when I saw Rogue One, someone was like, "Was that better than Empire Strikes Back?" And I was like, "I think it was just as good." And now I'm like, <laughs> "No." Now I'm like, "I still enjoy Rogue One, but no, Empire Strikes Back is a brilliant film." Okay. Um, my banter for you. It's natural lighting in the house. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. You're living like a cave troll. Well, in my room, there's natural lighting. Yeah. I don't They've got a cave troll. Lord of the Rings humor there for you. Um, oh, that was uh, that was Faramir. That's my that's <laughs> Faramir. 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 No, Boromir. Um, I know. Sorry, I know we... who Boromir and Faramir and Denethor are. Thanks. <laughs> Bring um, the oil and wood. <laughs> what was that you sent me? You sent me a meme. Oh, uh, was... <laughs> I can't remember. Um, oh, I sent you so many memes. Bring and you wood didn't, and oil. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't reply to any of them. Hang on. You you talk while I find this um, meme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Mitchell the other night. Uh, I don't know why you were sending me Lord of the Rings. You weren't replying to me, so I just sent you like hundreds of Lord That's of the Rings. That's an ongoing memes. thing. You just don't I reply. I just don't reply to people. Don't no, take it personally. I don't. Um, I probably call my cousin <laughs> once a month. Here you go. Um, it's uh, it's the scene in Two Towers where Gimli turns to Legolas and says, never thought I'd die, uh, die fighting side by side with an elf. That was in Two Towers, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was the Battle of Helm's Deep. No, it was outside the Black Gates. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was too. My mistake. Sorry. Return I, I'm going to be nice and humble about this. And not uh, considering, considering you couldn't even say Aragorn's name right, uh, I think, okay, it's fine. It's uh, fine. Okay, we don't need to draw attention to why I'm being humble. Just accept I'm being humble. Okay. Anyway. Keep going. What's he say? He says, uh, I never thought I'd die siding. So Denethor says, never thought I'd die fighting side by side with a disappointment. <laughs> And then Faramir says, what about side by side with your son? And then Denethor says, I bring wooden oil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that sums it up for this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Tom Mitch podcast. Next week is podcast episode 13. I think Mitchell and I will actually set a challenge for ourselves and watch some horror movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to watch The Thing. I watched Blair Witch Project the other day. That's not the, good. The new one. Oh, the yeah, old one. The original's not good. Um, the original's not good. It's a staple of horror, though. Yeah, but it, it's just not good. Um, it spawned the paranormal activity films in concept. So, yeah, give it props for that. 
Uh, so yeah, next week, expect uh, some horror. I'm not promising it, okay? So don't get mad if we don't actually do it. Can, yeah. um, w- please don't ever take anything we say we will do uh, you know, seriously. We'll try and do it. We probably won't do it. We'll do something else. But next week, look forward to horror. That's a damn promise. Uh, thank you for tuning in for the Tom Mitch podcast. Mitchell, do you have anything to say before you go? Yeah, it was from... It was from TTFN, Return. ta-ta for now. It was from Return of the King. What is? It is, it is from Return of the King. Ah, yeah. Bye. Bye.